Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. On the eve of the NBA draft, a blockbuster in the league and perhaps more to come. It is Chris Carlin and for Greeny on ESPN Radio and on Sirius XM Channel 80 on your smart speaker as well. Don't forget about the ESPN app. It is all presented by Progressive Insurance, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. A massive deal by the Boston Celtics has made them the best team in the Eastern Conference. Let's roll. Here we go! Go, go. Only one place to start. Boston gets what they had wanted all along. Kristaps Porzingis. He is going to be a phenomenal addition, but you're also having to part with a guy who has been one of your core leaders. I understand the tugging at the heartstrings that today brings for the fans of the Boston Celtics, but here's the good news. You are now positioned better than ever to win a championship with this current group. The Celtics getting Kristaps Porzingis in a three-team trade with the Washington Wizards and the Memphis Grizzlies works out phenomenally well. In case you did not hear the details of this trade, it is as follows. Porzingis goes to the Celtics. He opts into the final year of his contract. The Celtics also get a first-round pick this year, number 25, and they get a first-round pick next year uh, that is top four protected. The Wizards get Tyus Jones, Mike Muscala. Uh, they get picks, and they also get... Uh, they also get, uh, Ty, as I said, Tyus Jones and then Marcus Smart going to the Grizzlies, which I know for the Boston Celtic fan has got to be crushing. But let's get to this first. Kristaps Porzingis is coming off his best year in the NBA overall. And I love this move for the Celtics. You are getting a player that could have opted out, but now recognize the value in opting back in, in going playing in Boston, and having an opportunity to set himself up for an incredible season playing with Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Celtics right now, they can push the Denver Nuggets. They can push the Denver Nuggets for a championship. Because Porzingis, I don't want to call him a poor man's Nikola Jokic, because that's unfair to Jokic. But Porzingis' skills translate in terms of matching up to a degree with Jokic. Is he a good as good of a passer as Jokic? Of course not. Of course not. Is he going to go out there and put up 45? Of course not. But he is going to average 25. He is going to average close to double-digit rebounds. He is going to play defense. Top 10 in the league in block shots. Porzingis gives the Celtics exactly what they need, and that's an answer in the middle. And let's talk about this for a sec, because I have to tell you, that last series for Boston in losing to the Miami Heat really left a bad taste in my mouth and had me questioning where they were. You know, we're coming off the previous series against Philadelphia, where you had an ungodly performance by Jason Tatum. And we had seen it a few times at that point, and it made me think, you know what, Jason Tatum's top two, three player in the league. And then that Miami Heat series happened. You fall behind three games to none, then you have to scrap your way back. You do an incredible job to tie this series back up to go home for a game seven, and Jalen Brown can't throw it in the ocean. 
and Jason Tatum wasn't nearly enough, and the Celtics get run out of the gym in their own building. It was a thorough embarrassment. And it left me wondering, where are the Boston Celtics right now? I did not feel good about them going into the offseason. And this is the truth. Well, I know you heard me talk a lot about Joe Missoula and the problems there. Joe Missoula was far from the only problem, and they've tried to really address that here with a couple of his assistant coaches. And I know it's going to be hard for you to hear me say this. I'm actually going to give him a little bit of the benefit of the doubt now because he gets Porzingis in the middle there. You still have the toughness of Al Horford. I, I really like what you've got. But your big problem now is that you didn't give up the guy you wanted to give up, and that was Malcolm Brogdon. Because earlier in the day, that trade did not include the Memphis Grizzlies. It included the Los Angeles Clippers. And it had Malcolm Brogdon going to the Clippers. And I know every Celtics fan would have been happy to drive Malcolm Brogdon to the airport. Just, you know what? Even even not... I'll order you an Uber, get over to Logan, see you later. Get out of town. But dear God, Marcus Smart, we can't possibly let Marcus Smart go. And I'm sure up in Boston, on the sports hub, they are going insane today over trading away a tough player. Well, you know, listen, I know you're going to miss all of the rings that Marcus Smart brought you. Oh, wait, he didn't. Marcus Smart's a really good player. He's a winning player. I understand that. This is a deal the Celtics had to make. Not because of the picks, but because Porzingis is a player that can do an awful lot of different things. Has he been the superstar that we would have expected? No, but he's still very much in his prime as a very effective player who can attack the basket, who can shoot it from anywhere on the court, who shot nearly 40% from three last year. This guy is going to be exceptionally helpful playing with Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. This, listen, if Jalen Brown signs up long-term, this now makes it more likely to me that he could stay long-term because I think Porzingis is going to be heavily motivated and you get that big contract next year from the Celtics. They're not going to have a big three, per se. They're going to have a big two-and-a-half. They're going to have a big two and a half. Does it hurt to lose smart for this team? Of course, they're going to miss him. They're going to miss his toughness. They're going to miss the fact that the dude enjoyed the hell out of being a Celtic. They're going to miss the fact that he's a tone setter. He could set the record straight with some of his teammates and had the ultimate respect of his teammates. Can you function without him? You can. And the way that you can function without him is because of Malcolm Brogdon. Now listen, if you don't believe me, let's talk about why this is such a perfect fit. Joe Fortenbaugh on Joe and Amber put it very well last night. Going out and signing Bradley Beal to go with two other stars, that looks fun, but you got no depth. You still have serious problems. The last three teams to do it are showing you the blueprint for how to build. You have to be patient, and that's what Boston's doing. 
Boston recognized that there's a deficiency, so they found a way to improve their front court. And the versatility this front court has now is astounding. You could put Porzingis with Al Horford. You could put Al Horford with Robert Williams. You could put Robert Williams with Kristaps Porzingis. The other two, Horford and Williams, they don't score a whole lot. So bringing Kristaps Porzingis in, who's off a career year shooting about 39% or 38% from three-point range and 49% from the field, that's the best he's ever done. So I think this is huge for Boston, on top of which people look at this guy and say he can't stay healthy. He did play 65 games last season. No one noticed because he was in Washington. Exactly. And plus, listen, if you're going to get 60-plus games from Porzingis, which doesn't seem like an unreasonable ask when he is still in the middle of his prime, you sign for that right now. That's all you need. We all know, no, we all know what the most important thing is, and that's for Kristaps Porzingis to be healthy when the postseason rolls around. The Celtics will put him in that position to be healthy. It's not an easy thing to do necessarily, but they're not going to run him into the ground. They're not going to run everybody uh, on that team into the ground. They're going to handle themselves respectively. Please tell me, please tell me, in the Eastern Conference, who is better Who is better than the Boston Celtics right now? The answer is nobody. It could change, but right now the Sixers aren't as good. I don't know if they have nearly enough to get Dame Lillard, even if Dame wants to go to the Sixers. They don't have any draft picks for the next, I don't know, millennium. And they might want to trade away Tyrese Maxey. The only way that Portland would want him is if they want to turn around and flip him. Because they've got Simons, they've got Shaden Sharp, they don't need guards. That's not what they need. He ends up in Miami, are they the best team? Yeah, possibly. But we need to see if Dame Lillard is even getting traded. Right now, truth be told, nobody can touch the Celtics in the East. And I'll tell you what, if healthy, they would push. They would push the Denver Nuggets. And the guy that I would put a ton of responsibility on now is Marcus Brogdon, is is Brogdon, Malcolm Brogdon. Because when you look at what happened with Brogdon this past year, the numbers across the board were all down, but that's because the minutes were down and the shots were down. Now, Malcolm Brogdon, this is yours, Cowboy. Marcus Smart's not walking through that door anymore. You need to go out there and run this team that's very capable. Brogdon has been in places where he has played well. This was the first time where there was some true pressure on him, and now there's the most pressure on him to step up and be that guy and and be that guy that's going to run this team effectively. Chris has talked about this quite a bit, Mr. Canty, about Brogdon getting them into their offensive sets. This all now has to get figured out. I love what the Celtics did here. I love it. I love it so much I want to marry it. It is Carlin in for Greeny, ESPN Radio. And on the ESPN app, we are presented by Progressive Insurance. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Are the Celtics now a true contender against the Denver Nuggets? Are they by far the best team in the East, as I believe them to be? The lines are open for you right now. Dear God, we have so much coming 
on this show. Greeny is presented by Progressive Insurance. Protect your family, your phone, your furry friends with life, electronic device, and pet health insurance. I mean, we've got the NBA draft tonight. We've got Hal Steinbrenner saying some just utterly absurd things on the Michael K. Show on 98.7 ESPN yesterday in New York that you have got to hear. We have got what the effect of Marcus Smart is on the Memphis Grizzlies now. God, I am so jacked. I don't know if we have enough time for a... Don't know if we have enough time. You know, thought it was going to be a nice little Thursday. Maybe we could stop by Bed Bath & Beyond. I don't know if we're going to have enough time. Carlin, in for Greeny, ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Greeny, the podcast. Tonight, you catch it all right here on ESPN Radio. That is... The NBA draft. PJ Carlissimo, just one of many who will be part of the coverage tonight. Alan Hahn hosting it all. Mark Kestisher will be there. Corey Alexander will be there along with Seth Greenberg. It is all there tonight, right here on ESPN Radio, 7 p.m. Eastern Time. PJ, the three time NBA champion as an assistant with the Spurs, joins us right now. PJ, uh, it's Chris Carlin. We spoke yesterday afternoon, and at the time. I'm great. How you doing? Um, Good, thank you. And I know that it's you. You're obviously got your hands full getting ready for tonight. Um, when we spoke yesterday, the Porzingis deal looked different. It was going to be Malcolm Brogdon involved in going to the Clippers, and now it's Marcus Smart going to the Grizzlies. So I just want to get your take now on the Porzingis deal overall. Going to the Celtics with that alteration does it change your opinion of the trade? Well, again, um, I, I, what I like about it is we're talking good players. We're talking players that, that you know, I, I mean, I think Tyus will do well in, in Washington. Uh, Chris Stapps hopefully is going to do well in Boston. And uh, Marcus Smart, I'm very confident, will do uh, better than well uh, in Memphis. I mean, he fits an immediate need with Jaws' situation. But just long-term, uh, talking about Memphis first, I mean, he, he I think he helps get them. They've been really good. They're knocking on the door. But, I mean, this is a, you know, a proven uh, playoff finals player, and he, he just he, 
embodies what they're all about anyhow, the way Taylor's had them playing in the last couple of years. So, I mean, he's, I think he fits in there like a glove. I think he's going to be great. I think that aspect of Marcus's game is what we'll be missing from Boston. Uh, I mean, you, you don't lose a guy like Marcus Smart and then that impacts your team. And he kind of stuck out on that team because he was a little different than some of the other guys in terms of the getting after it and the competitiveness. And, you know, I mean, I don't know how many times I heard – all our cliches, whether it was radio or TV guys, he embodied that team. He was all, you know, that, that's going to be next. Zenga's coming off his best year. He's a fat guy, Chris. So, you know, he's, he's got to show me. Uh, his stats are unbelievable. Almost 20 a game, almost eight rebounds, almost two blocks a game. If you look at his stats, he's like, I think, an 80% free thrower. You go, wow, uh, like this is unbelievable. This is one of the better players in the league. He's been very good. He's got to do it with Boston. Now he's got a supporting cast like he's never had. He's been, you know, uh, playing with those guys. Um, I think it's going to be even easier. Uh, easier is a bad word. I, I think he'll stand. He's going to stand out even more. And again, as the third option at best on that team, uh, people are not going to be able to, you know, necessarily set their defenses up for him. So a lot of things are going to come, uh, you know. Maybe he's going to be open a lot more than he's used to being open. If he does a good job protecting the rim, uh, if he and Al Horford are raining down threes on the perimeter, uh, tremendous addition for Boston. No question about that. I don't all the draft picks and stuff. I can never understand that. That's Bobby Marks sorts <laughs> that stuff out. But uh, there's some good there's some good things that happen that way also. So I think it's good. Um, Washington, Tyus was going to be to me. He was going to be fine. Uh, you know, covering until Ja got back. Uh, for Memphis, I think he'll do well, but obviously Washington's in a, in a complete new rebuild, so it's kind of hard to speculate what that team is going to look like. But I think we're talking quality players to both places, intangibles leaving Boston, um, the length and the ability that that Porzingis brings to them potentially could be unbelievable. It could be a home run. PJ Carlissimo with us, ESPN NBA analyst. PJ, um, w- let's talk about the smart angle of it. Twofold. Number one, yeah. uh, you touched on it a little bit. Uh, how maybe Marcus uh, was such a huge effect on that team, and the role now that maybe Malcolm Brogdon has to play uh, for the Celtics, kind of replacing that and showing some toughness. And then at the same time, the role that uh, Marcus can have in Memphis with Ja. I think he'll be a very pot. You, you know, you don't know, Chris, and I'm not. I'm not implying anything. You don't know what's going on behind the scenes. What a guy's really like from the outside. Marcus seems to be a great leader, um, somebody who's very comfortable getting on his teammates if they're not getting after it. Um, but you know, it, 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 he's not an angel. He's not going to be you know 100 percent of the time doing exactly what, what what you want. I love the guy. I, I love the competitiveness. I think he's going to be tremendous for Ja. I think he could be a very positive role model, if you will, uh, for Ja, because he won't hesitate to tell to tell Ja uh, or to suggest to him, what, you know, what he needs to do to continue on a path to be not just a, a talented player, but to be, you know, to be a professional. And that, that's what Ja has not been yet. He hasn't been a good professional. He's been a great player, but he hasn't been a good pro. And I, I would think Marcus could help him with that. And Marcus also has some street cred. It's not it's not like a little choir boy telling him this is what you're supposed to do. Uh, I, I think Ja will respect what Marcus has done and, and know that he's been in some rough spots himself. So coming from him, I think that will be meaningful. Um, he's just, he's so, 
tough. He makes big shots. Sometimes he takes threes. You shake your head like, what is he doing? But he's got an act for making them when it really matters. And I just love the playoff and the finals experience that he brings to that team. Um, and I do, I do think that's going to be missed. Malcolm Brogdon, did I read something like that, that they were questioning or there was some medical questions, which I was yeah. not really aware. I know he had been injured. I don't know if that's something that, that you need to be concerned long-term with or not. I thought he played very well for them off the bench last year. I think uh, with both him stepping up and, and Marcus leaving, that's a little bit of Derek White effect, too. Derek White has played so well since he's come into Boston, whenever it was, middle of that, two years ago, and all last year. I mean, he played a big role. He started a ton of games. He finished a lot of games. So I think it's, you know, step-up time for him also, which I think is is a good thing. I, I love where... Boston's at. Boston's certainly going to be in the mix again. Uh, everybody thought they were going to, you know, everybody thought it was going to be they and um, Milwaukee. And of course, uh, Miami made a, you know, fools of all of us with what they did, uh, knocking, knocking them both out. But I mean, Boston is going to be excellent again. They will be one of the best teams. They will win, you know, near the top. Uh, they'll, they'll lead or come close to leading and wins. It's going to be an excellent team. It's going to be a little different, though. A little bit of a different team in Boston. P.J. Carlissimo, ESPN NBA analyst, joining us right now. He's part of all the coverage of the NBA draft tonight, 7 p.m. right here on ESPN Radio. Uh, let's get to that. Uh, we talked a little bit about Webb and Yama yesterday. You know, P.J., I'm curious, in watching him and preparing for this, does he look like a guy that will enter the league, not fully formed, but somebody that's really ready for it? Or are there, as with everybody, there will be growing pains, but... What do those growing pains potentially look like for a guy like this? Well, the, the first one, Chris, is, is, the, is the strength. Uh, you know, I mean, you look at him, and, and uh, it's incredible. He's so big, but he's very, very thin. So you, you, you don't – I don't know. You don't, you don't know until people are leaning on him and, and, you know, can they move him out. But he's not going to be, I think, a, you know, down in the post all the time. He's not necessarily going to be garden centers. they got Zach Collins. They, you know, they've got Bassey. They've got some other players now. The concern is they have a lot of young players. Uh, who knows what Pop and R.C. Buford are, you know, are going to do in terms of retooling the roster. Like, I mean, if, if you put out on the floor Sohan and Vassell, uh, Kelvin Johnson, uh, Victor, and Zach Collins, that's a hell of a team. But it's a very, very young team. And, you know, that, that's going to be, um, you know, who, who's going to be with him. But I, I don't think he's going to spend a ton of time at five. Having said that, he's going to block a bunch of shots. They're not going to want him just on the perimeter because he's, a, I mean, way above that. He's going to be one of the best shot blockers in the league. And it's not just because he's so tall and so athletic. He has a knack for it. I, I, like, to me, you've never been able – you can work with guys a little bit, but you can't teach shot blocking. There's guys that are just that are very good at that. They, they anticipate. They see it. Not just their own guy, more so off the ball. He's incredible. You watch him block shots. I mean, he could block three shots or more a game. That alone, you know, m- makes him a, a really, really uh, major contributor. That's not even talking about when he shoots the ball, when he does some of these other things. Um, and strength comes into that. His shot selection will definitely be improved. Pop, will, you know, they're going to they're going to define to him. Hey, here's a good shot. Here's not. They're also going to learn. They're going to, you know, they don't know themselves. They're going to find out. Wow, this guy could do this also. Uh, he's a, he really is a good shooter. Like the, talking to the people in San Antonio, one of the things that's come back many, many times, that the two aspects they talk about all the time is his stroke is such a pure stroke. 
Now he's got, you know, the shot selection's got to come with that. But at that size, the guy has a good stroke. I mean, no one's going to impact the shot. He can get the shot. So that's going to be interesting. And you combine that with the above average shot blocking ability. You know, everybody always says you got to have one NBA skill. This kid's got like four or five, but the two they keep talking about all the time are the shot, uh, the shot blocking and the stroke. So that's, I mean, he's going to be unbelievable. The timetable, I have no idea. And pop will be good about that. You know, they may just really back it off and, not play him a ton of me, you know, who knows? Or they may find out, hey, guess what? Let's throw him in deep water. He's ready to go. Uh, and I think that's something that they'll find out during the course of the year. And I think there'll be dramatic changes from what we see from him in October and November and what we see, what we see like post-All-Star break or something like that. I mean, his upside is scary. And the fact that he's played three years, well, if he played in France, it's, not, it's a very good – outside the United States, it's probably one of the top three. So, I mean, he's, he's played against men the last three years. He's not coming in just like a, another 19-year-old. They're like, oh, what's it going to be like playing against these older guys? He's more prepared in some ways than, than a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of other guys coming in. It's sometimes the international players surprise, you know, compared to our guys because they're experienced. They've been playing professionally for so long. They've been playing against men for so long that they make the transition uh, a little easier than some of our young guys make PJ, got 30 seconds, one last one for you. Who is the guy tonight outside of the top three in Henderson, Brandon Miller, and Webb and Yama who has your attention as maybe someone people need to uh, pay more attention to, Another a guy that you feel like could be really a steal in this draft? I, I, there's two that, that I like an awful lot. Um, Taylor Hendricks from uh, UCF, uh, defender, uh, can shoot it. I, he's, I tell you what, his size, I really love him. And I also, I'm biased. I also love uh, our guy from, uh, is it down or up the road from you? I don't know my Connecticut geography. I think Jordan Hawkins <laughs> is going to be unbelievable. Uh, he's, uh, his, I just happened to have them six times in the NCAA tournament uh, doing that. And uh, I had him in Albany. I had him out in Vegas in the, where he was the outstanding player in the West region. His stroke is, I mean, I just keep seeing a young Ray Allen, and he comes off picks. He can do it. I, I, I love the guy. I love his competitiveness. Uh, I, I think people have, he's, obviously he's going to go, you know, at worst in the middle of the first round, but I think he's better than that. So those are the two that I'm really looking forward to watching in the future. Awesome stuff. It's P.J. Carlissimo. He is right in the middle of all of our NBA draft coverage tonight, 7 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio with Alan Hahn, with Seth Greenberg, with Corey Alexander, and with the great Kesty, Mark Kestisher. We appreciate it, P.J. Thanks. All right, Chris. Great being with you. You too. You can watch Greeny on the ESPN app. Just click watch, look for Greeny, and enjoy. Right now, your chance to respond on the Porzingis trade. Are the Celtics now the best team in the East definitively, and can they push the Denver Nuggets? Let's start with Jordan up first on ESPN Radio. Jordan, what do you make of the trade, bud? Hey, Chris, thanks for having me on. Um, yes, sir. I think, first off, that Boston made a big mistake letting Smart go. I think that he was the heart and soul of their team from the hair to being a fan favorite to being not even being scared of checking Jalen Brown, Brown and Jason Tatum on their play. Uh, I really think Memphis wanted him for a reason, and that's going to show next season. Also, I think that uh, Boston did this out of panic. Uh, I think that they wanted a skilled seven-footer fast because of what they saw Jokic accomplish and what Wimby is bringing in the draft. 
And I think that's a problem because that's more for Missoula to have to learn how to coach this offseason. But that's not panicking, first of all. Appreciate the call. That's not panicking. That's recognizing that skilled big men are now becoming even more a part of the game and a part of team success. And this is an incredibly skilled big man. Is he Jokic? Of course not. But he could score. He can rebound. He's top 10 block shots. He can certainly shoot it from outside. 38, 39% from three last year. I feel really good about where Porzingis is coming into. Of course, the biggest question is always going to be his health, but the load maintenance thing, I'm good with that. I'm good with that. The Celtics, with all their guys, 60, 65 games, let's go. Because that's what it's about for Boston at this point. He made them infinitely better today. And when I respect the Marcus Smart take, don't come at me with the hair first. That's not number one on the list. Green hair because he's a Celtic, not number one. Let's hit Mark or Lucas next on ESPN Radio. Lucas, what's going on? What's happening, guys? Celtics definitely became the number one team in the East. A lot of people forget, but Danilo Gallinari got picked up by the Boston Celtics last year and got hurt playing for Italy. So they already had that big skill, man. He just had Danilo's a little bit older, you know, slower. But the Porzingis trade? As a Miami Heat fan, I'm jealous. And without Smart, the Celtics do not get to Game 7 in the Eastern Conference Finals. Just like the last caller said, that's the heart and soul of the team. But they'll be all right. Okay, they also fell behind 3 nothing in the Eastern Conference Finals to an inferior team. And Gallinari went in this trade down to Washington because of the expiring contract. Exactly, okay. exactly. But with... Porzingis, that's the upgrade over Gallinari. If Gallinari's playing last year, the Celtics get to the finals easy. Their uh, roster is top end. They just need I, be a careful. Bit be careful. This right now puts them a lot closer to it. Appreciate the call. Muhammad, New Jersey, up next, ESPN Radio. Mo, go. Hey, how are you? Heartbroken um, topic down here. We literally <laughs> lost the heart and soul of this team. I listen to the thing is with Celtics, right? When you're a Celtics fan, you understand each team has their own unique culture and identity. And Marcus Smart truly has embedded and embodied the Celtic culture. I can talk about how he's always seen with Tommy Hines and rest in peace, you know, always talking to Tommy Hines and when Tommy was still alive, you know, courtside. You don't, who's going to take that role now? You know, Cedric Maxwell the other day, he said what? He said that the Celtics play too nice. We don't have enough bulldogs that can actually get in the other team's face. Marcus Smart was that guy. Now it looks like Grant Williams is going to have to be included in some sort of signing trade. Who can step up and be that bulldog that this team, that the Celtics have been built upon? You tell me that. I And then on, on a second note, this whole Brogdon injury, that's another whole issue. If he's this injured at the Clippers, since when do the Clippers care about injuries? I mean, you have Kawhi Leonard and Paul George on the team. Since when do they care about injuries? Yeah, it's well, maybe because Brogdon they have Kawhi injury. Leonard and Paul George on the team, they started caring. That, that, that's what I would say. I, there's been no indication that while they may have had questions about it, that all of a sudden Malcolm Brogdon has got a long-term injury that's going to kill them. Uh, that absolutely has not been the case. Listen, I get it. Toughness. You want that. 
You want somebody who's going to get in the other team's face. I continue to ask you this question. Was this a team that looked tough at all in the conference finals? They showed some toughness to come back from 3 nothing, and then you go home and you get run out of the gym when you had all of the momentum. That is not a tough team. That is a Fugazi tough team. Carlin, in for Greeny, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app. More opportunities for you to be a part of the show at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. On this trade, are the Celtics now the best team in the East? And are they a legitimate challenger for the Denver Nuggets? Because the answer to that is yes. Plus, Hal Steinbrenner spoke yesterday on the Michael K. Show on 98.7 ESPN in New York. You're going to want to hear it. Greeny, the podcast. There is a member of the show today who has been absolutely fuming for the last hour and a half ever since the trade became official. And I believe that he would exemplify Boston today. And it's because we lost Marcus Smart. I, I, I'm not even going to do the stupid Boston accent anymore. I can't do it. And it always sounds terrible when somebody tries to do it. I don't know why I did it. Apologies. Let's welcome in Ben of the temporary hashtag crew for the moment, who is a huge Celtics fan. And I feared that we were going to have to pull Ben in off the ledge this morning after the dealing of Marcus Smart. Express your emotions. Tell me about your journey today since finding this out. Listen, um, you know, I went to bed. I saw the news. Couldn't sleep. Started waking up having nightmares. Hey, Ben, can you pull the music down so we can hear you? Let me pull it down a little more. But had woke up with these nightmares, woke up with nervous sweats. It was true. You know, I was very happy when we traded away Malcolm Brogdon, when I thought that <laughs> version of the trade was going down. You know, I was ecstatic. You should have seen him yesterday, Carlin. He was giddy. <laughs> I was yeah. Pre- I was pretty much flipping through screening, you know. Like, I was, I, was, I'm, I was living my best life. Last night through on a Netflix show, I'm, I'm hearing that, you know, it's a midnight deadline. So I'm keeping, tra- I'm keeping up with Woj everything. Yeah, about 10.30, you're finding out with Zubin Mahenti with Woj that eh, it's falling apart. Yeah, exactly. So, I'm, you know, I'm like, okay, it is what it is. Mm. I see the trade gets done, so now I'm, ec- I'm ecstatic again. Because his first tweet doesn't include what the package is. <laughs> you know, it's just, yeah, you know, they got Den- or they got um, Chris Hosperzingis. I'm on cloud nine. Next tweet, Marcus Smart is going to Memphis. <laughs> Crash down. I'm yeah. not with it no more. I don't want this trade no more. I'm... I'm against would you it. determine as would you would you characterize it as soul crushing? Absolutely. Wow. Absolutely. My soul is crushed. My heart's crushed. You know, right now I'm actually like proud. Like I'm tired of acting like I'm okay. I'm clearly not okay. <laughs> you I'm know, tired of acting like I'm okay. You know what's funny is that we keep hearing that Marcus Smart is the heart and soul of the team. Ben said both his heart and his soul have been crushed. That's true. That's makes very sense. true. It makes sense. Listen, Ben. Here's what I'm going to say to you. Marcus Smart was terrific for the Boston Celtics for a long time. But rest assured, you still got Peyton Pritchard. You're yeah, going to be that, fine. That, that did not make me feel any better. I, like, if he was part of the trade, I would have been ecstatic as well. <laughs> <laughs> they are a better team today and more equipped to win in the East and challenge the Denver Nuggets for a championship than they were yesterday. It's, Cant- it's Carlin in for I almost said it's Canty in for Greeny. It's Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio, on Sirius XM Channel 80.
Hal Steinbrenner yesterday, who is the managing general partner of the New York Yankees. In other words, he owns the team. With Michael Kay on the show in uh, New York City on 98.7 ESPN with some interesting quotes. Here's the first one regarding what the ultimate goal is. Now keep track here of what's said. Our goal every year is to win a championship. And I've been through this before with numerous people. Do I feel that the whole season is a failure when we don't? No, I don't, because I'm not going to ignore when we win X amount of games and win a division and win a division series. I'm not going to ignore that. But we have failed for many years to win a championship, and that is our ultimate goal. But, you know, I went through this a lot in the offseason. I talked to a lot of you guys. And for all the reasons that I stated, I believe that Boone is a good manager, and I believe that Cashman is a good general manager. And I'm not going to go into all those reasons again. You can look it up. There are many but we have failed and you can include me in that as well my family puts the resources in we can every year and we strive to feel a championship caliber team and sooner or later that's got to result in a championship and i absolutely understand the frustration okay so let's be clear we have failed to win a championship our goal is to win a championship but if we don't win a championship is it a failure no i'm sorry what what Folks, if you know me, if you've listened to me for several years, I I was on this five years ago. The bar has changed for the New York Yankees, and it was changed by Brian Cashman. And Hal Steinbrenner has bought into it. And the bar is simply this. It is no longer the goal is to win a championship, even though he says it. It used to be, we must win a championship. And I'm not yearning for the George days here when I say this, because it was a mentality that was set among this organization. And now, that has completely changed. The bar is set a lot lower. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Or... Watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up, weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN, and also available wherever you get your podcasts.